For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. NFL is in the offseason. Steelers just wrapped up rookie minicamp, which we're going to discuss on today's show. But there is a ton of action. There are futures. There's the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. And if you want to place a bet on the sports action, BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. And you know what? I've been watching a lot of NHL uh, playoff hockey. And where I've been going to is betonline.ag. That's what I've been doing. I hope you've got some coin in your pocket, Ike, after what was a terrific sports weekend. What we want you to do, go over to betonline.ag. Use your mobile device. Use your desktop computer, your laptop computer. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, just in the nick of time, get your shot ready, ready to roll for this Monday morning here on the Believe in Steelers show. How are you this morning, my man? Man, I had to lower the TV. I lowered the TV and kicked all the cores out, so I had to get it right back up in the jiffy. And you did it. You got it right in the nick of time. We've got a fun show lined up for the listeners and viewers today. We talk about a lot of those matchups. We know what the regular season schedule is for all 32 teams in the 2022 season. A star receiver heading out of the AFC North Going back home to the Saints, we'll talk about Jarvis Landry signing and going back home to New Orleans. But we're going to start. The Steelers held their rookie mini camp this weekend, Ike. And I'm going to put this out there for our listeners and viewers. If you want over analysis of practices where these rookies are just getting their feet wet in the league, this is not the show for you. But we're going to talk a little bit about it. It was nice to see Kenny Pickett and company get their first taste of what it's like to be Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, Kenny Pickett and company sounds ringing to my ears, right? And that looks like exactly what they've been doing between the receivers. Georgia, Austin and company, uh, they say, they, hey, man, he can sling the ball. And that's exactly what his teammates are saying. But I've been knowing this since the senior bowl. That's exactly what his teammates are saying, Mark. So it's just fun, man. Like I say, my personal opinion, seven on seven has put receivers and quarterbacks way beyond their years. And you can just tell by the enthusiasm. You can just tell about how these receivers and how these rookies are coming into camp, even though it's an all-rookie camp. How they just come into camp with a lot of confidence, Mark? Yeah, and I, I like to see that Kenny Pickett, there was a report over the weekend that surfaced that he got a call from Big Ben Roethlisberger. So he's got Big Ben's blessing now, too, as he goes into his rookie season. And we're going to be talking all offseason long. Is it going to be Mitch? Is it going to be Kenny? But I like to see that he gets the blessing from Big Ben. He gets that call to continue that continuity, to continue that Steeler way. And it's just a start. 
really to me, the big takeaway from rookie minicamp is we know which numbers some of these players will wear as Pittsburgh Steelers. But, you know, everything that scene, like it's it's crazy because we're going to get into, you know, that regular minicamp and OTAs and training camps going to be here soon enough. But certainly exciting to see a first look of Kenny Pickett in a Steelers practice jersey. Yeah, I mean, I think one of uh, my former colleagues said, man, he don't trust a quarterback who wears gloves. And um, <laughs> he, should watch, he should have watched Big Ben and Kurt Warner because them boys got Super Bowls. Brady, well. too. Brady, one of them, three of them, three of them about to be in the Hall of Fame. Two of them, for sure, Kurt just made the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. We all know seven is going to make the Hall of Fame, and we all know the GOAT, definitely. It's going to get into the Hall of Fame. He probably get into that thing next year if he retires. So yeah, man. But it's it's crazy. But I, I just I just like the I just like to talk around town. I was up there, Mark, um, doing Ryan Shazier Gallup, just support my dog. And you know the the city is excited about these young rookies. You know I, I'm I'm excited too. You know then come to find out, you know homegrown Kenny Pickett, he was right next door, so he ain't even have to ch- change his mailbox or is it or his area code. Or a zip code. Now, he will have to change his zip code because he has a lot more money than he did last year, Mark. So his zip code definitely <laughs> will change. But, man, it's just a fun, exciting time. And also, just reflecting back, Mark, the head coach, T, come on our show and just break down where he was as far as, like, a coach um, trying to scout and draft players, the world tour on drafting players. And also, man, just getting the guy – who was right next door and having the hands on and knowing this guy named Kenny Pickett for so long. That's one thing I wanted to ask you about on today's show, Ike, is a lot is made particularly at the quarterback position of the leadership ability because there's more to the quarterback position than just having a cannon arm or being able to make plays with your legs and having athletic ability. But we could talk about the leadership that happens over time with players in the league. It's not going to happen instantly with a rookie, but the question I wanted to ask you, Ike, because you played all 12 years with the Steelers, you played all 12 years with Troy Polamalu. How important is it to establish a rapport of the players with the players in your same draft class? Oof. I mean, that's, that's your brother. Yeah. Y'all is, is, is like, it's like another birth. You know what I'm saying? You you came y'all from the same mom. That's that's how you look at it. From the same mom, now we're going to the same city. You know that city becomes your mom. So say, so it's just one one happened to be in the first first round. I I happen to be in the fourth round. And to this day, and we talking about damn near twenty twenty one years later. Troy and I, you know, we we brothers. That's just because we we shared the same suite. We shared the same um, hotel room when it came down to us being rookies. We shared the same training camp suites when it came down to us being veterans. We shared the same uh, airplane roles when it came down to traveling. It's just you share the same thoughts. You you learn each other. We we talk to each other as a family. His my son called him uncle. His kids called me uncle. So that's his wife call, calls me brother. Like it's just that's just what it is. You just you just grow and being 12 years and being successful makes it even better. You know, and the fact that I acknowledge, you know, this dude, you know how hard it is. You know how much you know how comfortable you have to be to uh, come in with somebody 
on the same drive class, having that kind of bond and brotherhood and be and tell yourself this dude is way better than me. Like when I saw TP, I said, oh yeah, this dude way better than me. He all the way different. You know what I'm saying? But you can't say that about a lot of people. But as soon as I saw TP on that field, I said, man, he, <laughs> he's a walking Hall of Fame guy. That's, and you just know it. You just know it, Mark. But for me, man, it's, it's the embracing of the city. When you come into the same draft class, man, that's like a that's that's another brother. You know, and Troy's like my brother. What Troy is, my brother. But that city embraced both of us. We gave that city. You know, we, we came into the facility. They had four Super Bowls. We gave that city two. You know, so I think Coach T said best. Uh, once you win Super Bowls in Pittsburgh, you're on a lifetime scholarship. That's just what it is. But having Troy um, as my brother in my corner, man, that's that's that. It's a reason why I do things I do. It's a reason why I feel the way I feel because this dude genuinely cares about me. But then again, Mark, like you say, once you come into the same draft class, that person becomes your brother. And you just add the two Super Bowls and 12 years later on to it. And hopefully the Steelers can add to that with this new rookie class. A lot of offensive talent. The offense gets younger. They get faster as well, which is certainly exciting. And I've said this before, and I'm going to be a broken record, but I'm going to say this again. Deontay Johnson's like the elder statesman of this offensive group, and he's only 25. So it's certainly exciting that the Steelers finally have some speed on the field to take the top off defenses. They have players now that can take it the distance that can take it to the house where so much has been underneath, underneath, underneath the last two seasons. So that's what excites me where it's just like, man, we might have an offense that once they put everything together, it'll be really, really fun to watch. And I think that will take time. I don't think that's going to happen right away, but I do expect there to be a progression for the Steelers offense as the season goes along in 2022. Ike, I've got two more questions hey, for you before we oh, go. Go ahead, Ike. Questions. Uh, Mark, they got two lions on the outside between George and Chase that love to block. <laughs> so we're talking about some attitudes sitting out there. When I saw what we all knew Chase, we know what he can do when it comes down mm -hmm. to the block. And we saw that over the course of a couple of years now. But the fact that George, George Pickens, the rookie, wide receiver from Georgia, acknowledges wow. that, yeah, when I don't have the ball, I'm blocking your ass in the dirt because that's something I want to do. That mindset on the outside where you – and I'm just talking about this as a corner. It makes the game even longer. Like, dang, this dude don't mind blocking. I'm about to have a long day because if they run the ball to my side, Usually receivers, they try to get off the blocks real easy. But now you got a receiver, now two receivers that wants to block. You're doing stalk drills at training camp. You're doing stalk drills in practice before you play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because now these cornerback coaches already know but they got two dogs sitting on the outside and all they want to do is block your butt all the way into the end zone or put you in the dirt. So we got to do these stalk drills before we play uh, – this Pittsburgh wide receiver core. And that's just something that stuck out on my mind, but I just had yep. to say. Yeah, and let me piggyback off this too, Ike. So a stock drills when a DB is going up against one-on-one -on -one against a, a receiver, he's got to shed the block, get to the ball, ball carrier and make a tackle. Ike, I, I do want to ask you, did you see the clip of George Pickens absolutely kicking butt against the Georgia Tech defensive back? 
So you're shaking your head. Yes. If I, if I squint my eyes, like if I squint my eyes, it's like, mm, maybe that he could do the same thing against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't want to see him get ejected, but I absolutely loved seeing that attitude with George Pickens. It's like, if I squint my eyes, it's like, yeah, Georgia tech kind of looks like Baltimore. I'm hoping we see that same attitude, the willingness to block. That's a want to this upcoming season. And I think we will. And if George Pickens can channel that attitude in the right way for the second round, Steelers, I am very, very excited to see what he can do. I think the Steelers really got a good one in George Pickens. Yeah, so you so you you hit something on the head. We we so you know Chase don't give a what. We saw that in the offseason when he got into the fight. And we already know George Pickens don't give a what either. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a joy watching these young receivers not only compete, but fight to get the ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be hard on corners trying to cover these guys because Usually you think a receiver as a diva or finesse kind of player. Between George and Chase, ain't, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing finesse about them. They're going to a gala with ripped jeans, Tim's on, and a tank top. That's their attitude. <laughs> They're channeling their inner Heinz Wardike. Correct. Uh, okay, so I had two questions yes, before sir. We ended really quickly. What do you remember about your rookie minicamp? Nervous, long, you know, meeting all day. Like, damn, we just meet all day? Like, so y'all go, y'all just going to keep rewinding my mess-ups all the time? <laughs> but, like, golly, it's, it's a few other guys that messed up as well with me. But that was just nothing but love. You know, like, I, we, we love you, we want you. We know you're young. We know you're so-called raw. You know, they call me raw because I only play corner for one season. So it was a lot I had to learn. So I get why he kept rewinding, you know, my plays. Like, golly, man, then you got to put slow motion in my plays too. Like, you just can't rewind it fast. You got to you gotta slow-mo me? So, yeah, that's what I remember. A lot of long meetings and a lot of slow motion rewinding my mess-ups. Well, I'm talking to the undisputed speed king. I remember I found one of those old football almanacs when my fo- parents were moving. And it was either from your rookie year, your first year in the league. And it was like, I think raw was probably one of the terms they used, but they go speed mm-hmm. king. So it took mm-hmm. time because you were still learning the cornerback position. Right. Um, really quickly, too, you were at the gala for Ryan Shazier. You finessed that in. Do you have any great stories you can tell us from this past weekend of you being in the 412 in Pittsburgh? That's just good. It's, bro, it's, Mark, it's just good being in the 412. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's that's that's really home, and I've been missing. What we going on? Eight years now, eight years out of Pittsburgh. So, but that city still treats me like one of its own, and it embraces me, and I embrace that city. So, I mean, I went to a mom and pop O'Leary's. Make sure every time y'all want some breakfast, y'all go to O'Leary's on the south side on Carson Street, Pittsburgh. Um, that's 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 my other mother. You know, her and her daughters and her sisters, they run this breakfast spot. But you want to talk about cooking with soul? Man, they cook with soul, man. Every time I got to go in the back and give her a hug, no matter what she's doing. So, yeah, it's just number love in the, in the city of Pittsburgh. Mark. But Ryan Shazier also had a good gala going on. This is a spinal cord researcher 
that he has going on. Ryan actually has a lot of good things going on. He is multitasking. He is a busy man, and I love it. So I, I see what his purpose is now, and it's a lot of hands-on. It's a lot of different avenues, but for his gala, it was the spinal cord research. Um, Coach Irv was there. Irv Amaya was there. Uh, Terrell Pryor was there. Cam, Cam Hay was there. Matt Spade was there. So we had a few people who showed up. So it was a good time, Mark. I'm going to have a shameless plug to our show, too. Like, check out the conversation we had with Ryan Shazier about his autobiography several months back. We had both Ryan and his uh, co-author, Larry Platt, on. And just a tremendous story. Obviously, what happened with this spinal cord injury is tragic, but I truly feel like he's one of those people just in life who has found his life's purpose mm -hmm. to this point. And it's cool to see him continue to do his thing and to do good in the world. Like we need to keep moving on for our show though. And I was very excited to see that Jarvis Landry is out of the AFC North division. Thank you, New Orleans Saints. And Jarvis is coming home. He's going to team up with the Honey Badger, the two LSU boys going down to play for the hometown team. Ike, I always say this about Jarvis, particularly about what he brought to the culture for that Browns organization that desperately needed a culture change. In Cleveland, OBJ was the sizzle. Jarvis was the steak. Ideally, you want both in a meal, but if I have to choose one, I'm taking the steak every single time. That, to me, has been Jarvis Landry. He puts up 1,000-yard seasons. He is rarely gets hurt. Rarely, well, he does get hurt, but he plays through injury. He rarely misses time coming off a knee injury this past season, but I think he's going to get right for his hometown team. And again, thank you to the Saints for getting him out of the division because now we don't have to deal with him twice a year as fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, you, you took the words out of my mouth, and it was it was the availability part. Jarvis, other than last year, always been available. And even yep. last year, tried to play with a bum knee. Yep. But it's just it's, it's his attitude. He's a chain mover. He's a go-to guy. And that's exactly what Jameis is going to need on that side. And he's back home. Between him and Honey Badger, them boys went down the street to LSU, which is an hour away from New Orleans. Now they're sitting right in New Orleans and they're playing for the New Orleans Saints. Well, what do you know? You know, so both of them back home in the city. But Jarvis, man, he just he's always been available. And he's always had this toughness with him. And I think for the most part, in my mind, he's highly underrated. Mark Jarvis don't get the the recognition that he deserves and needs Agreed. to be the, to be the man on the uh, Miami team, which was okay at the time. But you became a Pro Bowl receiver to be the man on the Cleveland Brown team, and we're talking about some studs on the Cleveland Brown. Like where that Cleveland Brown, the Cleveland Browns won those slouch team. We talking about Baker, we talking about Nick, we talking about Kareem Hunt. So you look at Kareem Hunt, you want to talk about. A pro bowler in his early days, you're talking about Nick, a pro bowl running back. You're talking about David Njoku, a first-round tight end. You want to talk about uh, OBJ, a first-round slash, you know, pro bowler sizzle kind of guy, which you like to say. Like, they they had studs. But here go Jarvis. Every time you need a play, he's always available. He's always there. And he's always catching clutch, clutch passes. That's just what he do. So, um, we gonna give Jarvis his flowers, as, as he don't have to retire for us for us to give Jarvis his flowers. Jarvis just he's a heck of a football player. He's everything you're looking. No off season trouble. Doesn't call trouble in the locker room. Sticks his head down and just does his work. That's what Jarvis Landry does.
go back and watch the clip from Hard Knocks in 2018 when he's in the receiver's room. The speech, like, Ike, I think there are some players that know when they're mic'd up and they're going to kind of put on a little bit of a show and they're going to act not how they would act naturally. That's real with Jarvis. Like, that is real with Jarvis. And I go back to when they made the playoffs and beat the Steelers in the playoffs, won a playoff game. They hadn't been to the, the Cleveland Browns had not been to the postseason before that, the, the 2021 season, excuse me, the 2020 season. Since 2002, I could have been almost two decades. So he now goes to the Saints, and the Saints have a nice little trio as well. Michael Thomas is coming back. They got Chris Olave in the draft. Trevor Penning is going to shore up that left tackle position that Taron Armstead departs for the Miami Dolphins. Oh, and now, by the way, you bring in Jarvis Landry. I mean, other than the Cincinnati Bengals, I think that the Saints now have a wide receiver trio that's as good as any in the league, Ike. And that's the caliber of player I think that they're bringing in with Jarvis Landry. And I'm going to be honest with you, too. I know he wanted to make his money, but I was surprised he stayed on the free agent market for as long as he did because he plays in 16, 17 games nearly every season, puts up nearly 1,000 yards, and he's just a solid, like, better than a solid player. He's a, he's a Pro Bowl player. He's made five right. Pro Bowls in his career. Yeah, I, I think I think, I think think the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm putting a lot of pressure on George Pickens, mm-hmm. but I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, when it comes down to being one of the best trios, I think the Steelers about to have one of the best trios between Deontay, George, and Chase. I think that that's really about to be something special because the mentality and just the attitude. And this is not going to get any recognition as far as like fans, but we're going to get a lot of recognition as far as like views on our shows. When I say man blocking is everything and it's a want to coming from that wide receiver position and you have two big dogs that wants to block, that's going to say a lot about catching. Catching is going to be easy for them guys. You're not going to be able to get in chase, which I think chase has matured now. You're not going to be able to get in George Pickens or Deontay head. This is, but this is Kenny or Mitchell Trubisky. One of the two. They about to have a field day, a ball, in my mind, throwing to one of the best trios in the NFL at the wide receiver position, Mark. And they have the legs to be able to extend plays to throw the ball down the field, which this is no knock on Big Ben, but towards the la- the end of his career, really the last two seasons, he wasn't able to do that because he's played in the league for almost two decades. So that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, he was looking like a statue out there. Yeah. The last three, three, three years, the four, really. Yeah. <laughs> Seven was looking like a statue. But uh Kenny Pickett and, and, and Mark, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there, Mark. Okay. Um, I'm not taking nothing away from Kenny, but sometimes the grass is greener. And for Mitchell Trubisky, this is gonna be a lot of green grass for him, for him. He he's gonna have a fresh start. He's going to have four receivers. That's some dogs. He's going to have a offensive line. He's going to have a running back stable. And he's going to have a defense. And I think people forget that Mitchell was a pro bowler, pro bowler at one point in time. So, mm-hmm. And he's super athletic. And he, he still was learning, too, because coming out of North Carolina, he still was a baby out of that quarterback position. Started he's, for one year there. Yep. He's getting a better coaching staff. I'm telling you, Mark, I'm not taking 
there's nothing wrong with Kenny Pickett sitting this year. I'm just going to go ahead and lay it, lay it out like that. And I think Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> is coming out with his hair on fire. I think now Mitchell has a lot of good luxury when it comes down to skill positions that he didn't have all at once. We already know his athleticism. All this is going to show. And I think for, for, for Mitchell Trubisky, the grass is greener on this side of his career. I want to see the Steelers utilize his legs because I think that's a facet of his game that was not nearly utilized enough in Chicago because I'm okay if he runs the ball a little bit because, God forbid, he did get injured. Look, whether it's Pickett who's ready, and I would expect it to be a one-two competition between Pickett and Trubisky, but if it did have to go to Mason Rudolph for a game or two, I'm actually okay with that. I think that he can be a stopgap. I don't think Rudolph's going to be a starter long-term, but I think he can manage a game or two if you need him to, and he's shown he can do that. So I'm excited to see that. What I want to see with Trubisky is his progression and his ability to go through progressions. That's what he struggled with. He struggled throwing the ball down the field. Can that correct itself? Can that be better with if he has better talent around him, Ike? But I am really excited just because I feel like the Steelers offense, the last two seasons particularly, has been underneath, 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 underneath. And it's been very predictable for us as watching. I can't even imagine what it's like for opposing defensive coordinators because if we know what's coming as fans, if I've been scouting the team all week long and I've been watching tape, tape, and it's like now I feel like because they have some speed on the field and they have quarterbacks that can extend plays with their legs, they can do some different things to stretch defenses that they just have not been able to do the past two seasons. It's just the truth. No, I agree with you 100. Yes, sir. Okay, let's go to our final segment of the show. Last week on Thursday night, the NFL released its schedule. So if you missed Ike and I's show on Friday, we went through all 17 games for the Steelers. Go check that out. We went game by game. Uh, Ike, I've got the Steelers at 10 and 7. You had them at 12 and 5. So go check that out. But I want to go through what some of the hottest tickets are this season, what some of the best matchups are. So, I'm going to start the number one hottest ticket right now, the most expensive ticket, 49ers at Raiders, week 17, $603, Ike, but Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, it is a monstrosity. I'm sure you've seen it before. I was there just last month, and it's an old Bay Area rivalry renewed. I was actually surprised, though, that this was the most expensive ticket in the league this upcoming season. Well, you shouldn't be. It's it's a lot it's a lot going on coming from that Bay Area. So you got a former you got a former team that left the Bay Area and went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. You got San Fran that's in the Bay Area. So this is like a right over the bridge kind of deal. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So, but but for me, it just depends on if Debo Samuels is there. If Debo was there, I like I I really like the 49ers. If Debo isn't there. I think I think the Raiders will take. So for me, man, that matchup it all depends on if Debo is in a 49ers uniform or not. I was just surprised this was the most expensive ticket. Now, I a couple things here. It's the first time the two teams have played since 2018. It's also going to be on New Year's Day. So I hope the fans that have tickets to this game make it because I think they're going to be doing a lot of celebrating the night before bringing in the new year 2023 <laughs> so man what a weekend that would be in las vegas yeah depending depending on 
how the records are, them ticket prices might shot shot up. They might go up. If them boys, if if them boys are 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 above five hundred and they're looking like a playoff kind of team early mm-hmm. on doing this. I mean, not even early on during the season because that's right before uh, – that's a whole new year. If them boys both looking like playoff contention teams, Mark, them tickets might, them tickets might be 2,000 in the bird section. <laughs> I'll be watching from the blimp, Ike. That's, that's what I'll do. <laughs> All right, let me go through a few other matchups, Ike, and if there's one that sticks out, just hop in. Uh, the, I'm going through the most expensive tickets, and then there's a few other matchups I like as well. Uh, Packers at Bucks could be the final time we see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady go head to head early in the season. That's in week three. That game's going to be down at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. You've got Cowboys and Packers in week 10, Bucks at Cowboys in week four, and then Broncos at Seahawks. That's actually a week one matchup where Russell Wilson returns to his former home, the new quarterback of the Broncos going up against his former team in the Seattle Seahawks. So those are the five most expensive tickets in the league this season. There are better matchups in my opinion though, Ike, but of, of those four, was there any that stuck out to you in terms of something that I'm missing our listeners and viewers should know about? No, I think it's going to be a good one between Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's, that's just what it is. This me, for my personal opinion, I think this is Tom last go around Tom just did a 10 a 10 year deal mm-hmm. for 375 so we were yeah. talking about 37.5 million dollars a year just just to get on the two and talk football Mark what the hell are we doing wrong is what I want <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying but but yeah man that's gonna that's gonna be a good one I think this is time last go around uh it's gonna be interesting to see what Aaron Rodgers can do without Devontae Adams even though he does have a young stud um wide receiver and he got a pretty nice wide receiver call as well so i think this is it what this is i want to see Aaron do Aaron. you know Aaron, Aaron can always get you to the playoffs i want to see can he get over that hump on his own which is you know in his last 12 years something he couldn't do he haven't been to the super bowl since he beat us and that was 2009 so really we're talking about 13 14 years to be, to to be honest with you, so mm-hmm. it's going it's just gonna be good to seeing the goat, but it's gonna be good seeing the goat go against the statue. You know, I call Tom Brady the statue because everywhere he goes, they need to put a statue up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's not a goat to me. He's a statue because that that guy's just that good. It's it's unbelievable. Here's the thing too, I, like. I was like Fox had to do something. I certainly understand that. Like, are we sure he's going to be a good broadcaster? Like, I think he will. But anyways, um, listen, it, it, that it is. And here's why. Okay. He, uh, what's the show he has on ESPN plus? It's like his, uh, his own. It, it's his like, it's his own documentary that he's produced. So it's, yeah, but he's, yeah, I, he, I've seen clips of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. Yeah, but he's a he's a good he's a good narrator, you know, and he's and he's starting to become what he couldn't be in New England. That's true. That's true. I do think that he has people running his social media pages, Ike. No, there there is nothing. But you can just look at it now. He's still doing his videos, like the man, (laughs) like like Mark. He's still doing it. Like he just did feel like. He turned around, I saw him on Instagram. He turned around and was like, 
think I did fumble. Talk about the tuck rule. Yeah. Like, some person, he has some personality. He just couldn't do it in New England. I, I mean, I suppose. I, I am with you there. I am with you there because it's like the Patriots way. And it's just, like, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, a few more matchups. So, week four, I cannot wait for this. Chiefs at Bucks, Super Bowl rematch. Brady, Mahomes, old goat up against the young superstar. Uh, Patriots at Raiders as well. Bill Belichick going up against Josh McDaniel. Good matchup there. Bills Rams to kick off the season. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. And then Packers at Bills in week eight. Like, it seems like every week, like, there's at least one matchup where it's just like, well, I know I'm going to be watching the Steelers, but, like, don't bother me. I'm parking my butt in front of the couch, and I know what I'm going to be doing that Sunday. I can't wait. Hey, Mark, see if, see if the crew can 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 hurry up and get this uh, receiver that the free agent receiver that the Kansas City Chiefs picked up from Clemson. Stud. And I, I, I've been looking. I've been looking for this kid for the longest because he came out with Trevor Lawrence. Them boys came Just, out. Justin out. Ross. Stud. Stud. <laughs> when I say... He had a few mishaps in in a couple of years leading on. He he, he got into it. But when I well when I saw him at Kansas City, I said, "This goddamn Andy Reid." I thought Pittsburgh know how to fire receivers. This goddamn Reed. <laughs> this man ain't missing. When I say they lost Cheetah. But uh, they got- and they get Sky Moore as well, who's got the second best name in the draft. But now they've got this Clemson kid, Justin Ross, too. Ike. I I remember. I said if this, I thought it was going to be a first round, league top ten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that kind of talent coming out of high school. He was he was putting up numbers as a freshman at Clemson. Stud. Yeah, Stunt. freshman in 2018, ranked fifth nationally, almost 22 yards per catch. So. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Mark, that's, that's that's two first downs and a two piece after that. <laughs> so, come on, Mark, man, <laughs> come on. Uh, well, and, listen, and- the reason why I'm prolonging us right now because we're about to wrap up the show. But when Justin Ross does anything during the season, you're gonna text me. It's gonna be like the third Boy. Sunday of. It's gonna be like week three, 2022. Then we talk about Justin Ross in May, and I'm gonna pull up this very same clip. Is what yeah. I'm going to do, Ike. Yeah, that's that. It brought about the fourth. You right, third or fourth week. When yeah, he yeah. Eyes up, and you, I'm gonna be like, hey, Mark. And then you just you gonna chuckle, which you always do. And what you gonna do? You are gonna send me the clip. Then I'm gonna call you. Then you are gonna start laughing. Yeah, I like when you call me and I know why you're calling. Like you you mentioned it with George Pickens this this last time with the drafts. And thank you to everyone for listening and watching our draft reaction. The right. feedback was tremendous. But you call me and you and you're like, I already knew why you're calling. I'm just laughing on the phone. She's like, I, I didn't I call this like a month before it happened. Psychic Ike Taylor. And listen, I rest my case. I don't know how you do it, but we're going to be talking about this later on in the season. I guarantee it. No, you're right. I'm going to call you. You're going to be laughing. As as you picking up the phone, you're going to be chuckling. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Ike, you're the absolute best. I want to thank you 
I want to thank the folks over at the Believe Network, our video producers at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, Lucy Odin, and the crew at Brinks. Thank you to you. Today's sponsor, betonline.ag. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers show. Thank you for tuning in and making us a part of your day. Yeah, I also want to second that betonline.ag, man. I appreciate y'all putting some cheddar in my pocket. Uh, of course, I think I'm a psychic. Mark just confirmed that. Brinks TV, thanks for uh, Miss Corden and her crew. Appreciate y'all just making us look good. Mark, I want to say thank you, man. Just being on the show, man. Being my host, man. Great teamwork. Great partnership. Got to thank the Believe Network for giving Mark and I this opportunity. Make sure y'all give us a five-piece. Just subscribe and give us five stars. That is, rate and review us. And, man, I want to thank everybody for just tuning in. want to thank the viewers. want to thank our followers. Just want to thank and, and and tell everybody, man, appreciate the love and support y'all have been giving Mark and I. This show has been growing, and it's only growing because of y'all. So thanks again for everybody who's been tuning in on a consistent basis. We have some real live lifers who follow us. Yes, and shout out to O'Leary's in the 412 as well. Yes, like, I love all the shout outs today on this Monday. I hope the listeners and the viewers have a great rest of your week. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.